Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. I'm Sean Benedict. I'm the Executive Assistant Chief of Police for the Metropolitan Police Department. At approximately 9.31, we received a call for service at this location here at South Capitol and O Street. Um, investigations at this point have led us to believe that two vehicles were involved uh, in a shootout. An uninvolved citizen that was attending this game but outside the stadium was struck by gunfire. It was a mobile scene. Uh, the vehicles left and can proceeded down south on South Capitol Street. Uh, one of the vehicles has been located and is being processed by law enforcement. The second vehicle we're still looking for, and as that information becomes more available, we'll put that out. Um, I just want to assure the public that they had no time during this incident for individuals inside the stadium attending the game in any type of danger. This was not an active shooter investigation or incident, and it's not being investigated as such. Everything took place outside the stadium. We're told the suspect went to Quincy Douglas Park, where ambulances were staged for a house fire that was happening at Irene Vista. He shot two EMTs, leaving one in critical condition. Meanwhile, fire crews responded to the house fire. The police say the suspect arrived and started shooting at the fire crews and neighbors who were outside. A captain with the fire department was struck and has a minor injury. Two neighbors were shot, one was grazed, and the other is dead. There's also a victim in the house fire who was dead, and their relationship to the suspect is unknown. We're told the suspect then rammed his SUV into a police car near South Campbell Avenue. He opened fire at the officer, and the officer shot the suspect, who is now in the hospital in critical condition. And the police say there are two or three children connected with the house. Their whereabouts are unknown. So police are just asking any family members or friends that may have information about where these children are located to please call 911 or 88-CRIME to remain anonymous. And, and that's Tucson. Then the first one was Washington, D.C. Then 59 people shot in Chicago. I mean, you know, I wake up this morning and I'm going, oh, no, no, no. Okay, I haven't even gotten to COVID-19. Uh, it's just like, and and then it's, you know, as you hear, it's like it's reckless. I don't, I'll shoot at police. You shoot at police, what in the hell do you think the police are going to do? And, and, and then it's like two cars, they just drive by, they shoot. And then the other thing, I and I said this when I first opened up this morning. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't suspect that these folks are listening to Sirius XM Radio, Urban View. I, I don't know what they're listening to, who they're listening to, but somebody knows these people. I mean, I mean, I'm very serious. You know these people. You know they, oh, well, they were heading down South Capitol. Well, they were going somewhere. They had to end up somewhere. They live somewhere, they sleep somewhere, they eat somewhere. They don't just disappear. They don't just, what, what's the word, vaporize. And, and then people sit up and go, well, I'm not going to snitch on them. And you may be their next victim. So it goes back to, and, and by the way, there is no one solution. I agree. You know, the, the, let's see, it's 8.04 East Coast here. Two hours we've been talking about this. I want the world to know 
that don't you ever call my show or anybody's show for that matter. I don't give a damn if you're the Tucker Carlson's, the Mark Levine, you right-wing conservative folk. You don't know our community. You don't know our community. You do not know our community. Because if you're listening to this show and you could look at, at my board, my phone calls, they've been full ever since we brought this up. A uh, hell if we aren't concerned about it. We are concerned about it. And here's one of the biggest concerns. How is it that a small minority of people can have such a tremendous impact on our community? Because this is not the majority of of our people. See, this is what pisses me off about right-wing talk radio. First of all, you don't know us. Number two, all you have is a snapshot of who we are. I call it drive-by viewing. You just drive by, and then your assumption is it's the majority of us. Well, it's not the majority of us. The majority of us are the folk who are calling into the show, and not one thug has called in to say, oh, I don't give a damn. I'm going to shoot anybody. Not one. These are parents. These are teachers. These are uh, uh, social workers. These are professionals. These are just truck drivers. Who and, and as they all say, potentially all of us are, it's not, it's not that the majority of us are the perpetrators, potentially all of us are the vic- potential victims. Let me go, uh, let me get, uh, an, is it Adrian or Andrew? Adrian, Adrian. Hey, Adrian, I got to tell you, I was thinking during the break as, as we take calls, and wait for Sen- uh, U.S. Senator Amy uh, uh, Kobachar to come on, who's in Georgia. I was thinking about when I was a uh, a teenager. We didn't have shootings like this. Every now and then, Adrian, and, and people my in my generation will tell you this, I bet you, every now and then, there might be a knife fight. I mean, you know, the air, and boy, if that happened, he had a knife? I mean, it was like, it might be a knife fight, but nothing like like now. So what changed? But that's a question for everybody online and listening. Go ahead, Adrian. What I believe changed, Mr. Madison, is the music. The music you guys grew up with was a hundred times better than the music that these young kids are listening to. If but we also, but wait, but hold on a second. But we okay. also grew up with the Edward G. Robinsons and the and the uh, Al Capone and the gangster movies with people pulling out yeah. a, a a machine gun. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I understand that, but music. It's one of the most powerful mediums we have because you can listen to it ne- definitely nowadays. You can have the iPod in your ear. You can't look at a movie all day. If I'm outside on the street, I'm at home playing a game, whatever I'm doing, I can have an iPod or I can have ear- earbuds in my ear and I'm listening to music. And if you want, if you don't believe me, if you go to YouTube, look up Drill Rap, D-R-I-L-L Rap. Okay. I've asked some young men that I know that are affiliated and that are associates of some of the local gangs, and I've asked them this one question. 
What other people you know in this country that support music that supports the killing of oneself? Okay, now hold on a second. I'm not going to argue that point. Here's my question. Then where do they get the guns from to do the killings? The the guns are coming from their OGs or what they call their big homies. A lot of their bigger homies, definitely the ones that don't have a, a, a felony on their record, can get access to guns. And definitely in a place like Virginia, I mean, guns, I mean, you can get guns like picking up dirt around here. Where do they get them from? Where do they get them from? A lot of them are going and getting, buying legal guns, or they're going to the gun shows. We have a gun show probably every month here. They're Mm. going to the gun shows. They're buying them from uh, guys that's just selling them as regular vendors. They may get them, scratch the serial numbers out, and next thing you know, that gun Mm. is unregistered, and it's out in the street. I'm not talking about people coming in your neighborhood with tinted windows and shooting, uh, 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 and we don't know who they are. We know who these people are. These are gang members that are antagonizing each other. They're talking about dead homies. They would get on IG, and they would they would completely disrespect somebody that they know is dead from their ops. And that is just it's it's, it's what's killing our kids. It, it is very very dangerous. And I hope that um I hope that we find a solution to this problem. Jeff from Indiana. Jeff. Jeff. You know, let me tell you something. Jeff, why is it? uh, Listen to me. Are you that Jeff? Go ahead. Let me. What do I have? Why is it taking so long for this to be a serious issue? Go ahead, Jeff. Because it seems like. You hear me? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Because it it seems like we're more concerned with the fewer police action incidents than we are with the escalating amount of homicides that are occurring every day and every week. Well, well, hold on a second. That is totally totally inaccurate. Lord, man, we we have spent months, years, Millions and uh, th- thousands of dollars court cases. We we can chew. We have to be concerned about both. I, I'm I'm sorry if if this is boring you, but the reality is I woke up this morning, in and and re, and I hear a story where 50 shootings took place in Chicago. A four, a five year old or a four year old young baby was shot dead. Not far, probably a mile or two from from where I live. An entire baseball stadium had to be emptied because four people got shot outside the stadium. Now, what I'm asking is, why is all this happening? What can we do about it? So if you are bored and, and somehow thinking that we should, look, we should be concerned about this. And I'm going to just tell you straight up, Jeff, from Indiana, I'm not going to apologize. Every damn line I have is at first thing this morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. And some first thing, every line is full. Now, here's my okay, question. Yeah, and I'm not fucking this. finished talking. Thank you. What should we do about it? And if you can't offer something constructive, then hang up. Because that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for somebody that's critiquing whether we should or should not be talking about it. Nothing to say. 
Oh, and goodbye. I didn't got time for that crap. Uh, Sarah from Georgia. You're on with Madison. Good morning, yeah. Mr. Madison. You don't want to talk about it. Then do something about it. Go ahead, Sarah. I am a person that was a victim where I had a young man literally cock a gun to my head. Thinking that I, and I said, young man, you're going to kill me? He said, yeah, I'm going to kill you because you try to hit me with your lead, with your car. And I had, and I wasn't scared because I am a licensed weapon carrier. He had no clue what I had in, in my vehicle. But at the end of the, at, at the end of this, I calmly kept saying, are you going to kill me? And, Mr. Madison, this was 2 o'clock in the afternoon now, on hold, a hold, now, uh, yeah, but let, Now, let me tell you, I'm and, visualizing this. Hold on for okay. a minute. Even though you are a licensed carrier, I, I am assume a licensed you, carrier. Ma'am, let me, gosh, you see, guys, I'm going to let I'm me sit, sit. Thank you. Because here's what I'm visualizing. You're a licensed carrier. I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, you had a gun, but let me finish. But what good would that gun have done with him having a gun to your head already cocked? He had the drop mm-hmm. on you. Yes, I saw him coming. From no, my ma'am, rear, I listen, listen. I, ma'am, I, see, ma'am, guys, just make, let's, let's just acknowledge. He had the drop on you. You really couldn't have done anything. Correct. Okay. That's all. That, and now, now go ahead. I just want this. I just want to talk, Correct. be real when we talk. Go ahead. Now, go ahead. I'm sorry. Correct. Okay. And so I kept thinking, I mean, making a long story short, you know, he ended up, the person he was with, which was a female, she told him, come on, come on. He just walked away put the gun back into his waistband and Mm. just walked off at two o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. And so I got to thinking, I said, what is going on? And I'm a senior and we had a gentleman, a man that was arrested 40 times, 40 times. And the judge kept letting him out. Wow. I, I mean, until at the last time, he ended up killing three people. Uh. And then the police say, what can we do? The prosecutors say, what can we do right. if the judges are letting these people, people back out? Uh, yeah, see, there, there, there is an interesting potential solution that should the, should the just, judicial system, particularly the judges, that if someone is finally caught, like say, let's say this uh, this person who shot this these people outside the stadium in here this weekend, I mean, lock their asses up for a long time. I I'd be honest with you, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I suspect you wouldn't either. I have I would have no problem with it, but when you have these. Yahoo judges mm-hmm. knowing that these these people, you know, um, are violating the law. Because back in the day, and you can remember, remember we had scared straight 
and they would oh, show yeah. that on TV yeah. where these young yeah. guys was in the in in the camps. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And, and, but and, then, and, but and, wait and a minute, some, hold on, but hold, but hold on a second. I'm interrupting for this reason. I remember scared straight. I I really do. But if you've got young people like the one that stuck a gun to your head at two o'clock in the morning, do you think that uh, a program like Scared Straight would prevent them from doing the same thing? I don't know. If they're willing to just kill somebody, I don't know how a visit to a prison would change their attitude. I have to agree with you, Mr. Madison, because it has just gotten so out of control with that if a person, I mean, there's not just one solution. Yeah, because, yeah, like like you say. No, there isn't one solution. No, you're right. And it's just like, so what do, you know, I say, well, maybe I can go into some of these communities, but you have a lot of people, adults, and I'm talking about grown folks, that are even scared to even speak to these young men. They don't, I don't want to say nothing. Let me me tell you something. I got to, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend. Uh, Where was I on the street? I was on the street. And a group of these young kids on bicycles, they like a bicycle gang. And they were like all over every lane. And I'm trying to keep from hitting one of them. And they're coming by just with their heels and their cars and just kicking my car. And and I'm and I be, I be, I'll be honest with you. Now I'm gonna just I'm just talking. I said, you know, if I'd have had a gun, I'd have stopped my fucking car. I'm thinking out loud, and pulled it on them and shot them little punk asses. Then, you know, then I have to catch myself. It's not worth killing one of them. But at the same time, who are these kids? And let me throw something else. They could have said, well, that's all you got. And they might have pulled out a gun and shot back at me. What's going on? That's what I'm asking. Not only what is going on, but what is the solution? Let me get to all the phone calls. And thank you, uh, Jabbar from New York, for holding. Go ahead. You're with Madison here on Urban View. Yes, how you doing? Okay. Hey, I have a different perspective on this. Um, I remember uh, Martin Luther King made a statement that I never forgot. He said that when a soul commits a sin in darkness, don't blame the soul. Blame those that create this darkness. And there's a lot of darkness within the black communities because we have no control over it. My solution would be to develop economics, pool resources together. We generate almost a trillion dollars in this country and don't control 1%. Our children are suffering because of that. They're being controlled by someone else, not us. The devil is in the ghetto. Thank you. Will from New York, first-time caller. Will. How you doing? I'm calling from New York. Um, I'm going to run straight into it. 
I've been a juvenile justice. I've worked in residential. I work in a school currently. Our youth right now, right now do not fear consequences. So the people that's on the front line, we can talk to them. We look like them. We live in their neighborhoods. We tell them one thing. There's board members, there's people in offices who come and they make different rules and they color them and they do this and then they send them back to us when they're tired of them. We try all the time. Like right now I'm in school and I'm looking at my kids, you tell them something and they go off and they do something else. Then when we go back in the community, it might not be the same kid, but it's another kid who's doing the same exact thing. We try all the time. Okay. Um, let's take um, I'm, uh, Reggie, first-time caller from D.C. Go ahead, Reggie. Um, I don't know if you if you, if you were listening in the when the, the first segment at first segment. So when you came back from from the break, the reporter said uh, the shooting outside of D.C. She said we they, they found one car. They were looking for another one. Right. And they found two suspects in local hospitals, and this is what the right. reporter said, that are known to, known to the police. Right. Mr. Madison, I grew up in, and I remember you said the, the Florida Avenue. I grew up in the Rayford Evans era. Mr. Madison, everybody knows who shoots. Even That's the right. police knows. Even knows. the police knows yes. who's doing the shooting. i give you an example. They had this rapper named King Vaughn. It's, in, it's from Chicago. They, he died maybe three months ago. He got in, in, in a they, they had, they just released police documents that they had evidence of him being involved as a shooter in another murder. Now, what made it kind of big high profile is the person that he killed was a female who was also involved in like nine or ten murders. But they conveniently put it out after he's already been killed in the street. Mr. Madison, the police know. I mean, and again, it, it breaks your heart because you as a citizen— See, if you come forward, then you put, you know, your life, your family, everybody in jeopardy. But you know who wind up telling on the killer is the killer. So you got this no snitching rule until you get caught, and then you tell on everybody. And everybody knows. And it was funny because I'm listening to that story, and then she said they're known to police. But, yeah, they're known to police, and then they can ride around southwest Washington, D.C., gentrified area, shooting in front of a baseball stadium. Yeah, now, all yeah. of a sudden, now, all, now all the reins are going to come out. All the resources of law enforcement is going to come out to put these guys in jail, which they should have been, because, as she said, they're known to law enforcement. So that tells you that they already have numerous gun charges and violent acts already under their belt. And if I'm a criminal, and if I commit one act, and I get away with it, what would make you think I'm not going to continue to do it? Oh, let me tell you. And, you know, as you're talking and you said, if I get away with one, what you know I'm going to try to get away with a second one. I I have a very good friend of mine. um, (laughs) He used to say to me, you know, Joe, he had a, oh, he owned a business. And he had uh, an employee who would steal from him. And he would sit traps for the employee. And I said, well, the, it's, and, and the trap would be, he'd make it, they would steal something, and he said, I'd make them think they're going to get away with it because they don't know when to stop. They don't exactly. know when to stop. 
you have to put up the stop sign for them that (laughs) they can read, which means you've got to get caught and and have consequences. And that's where I think our big problem is, is that you can shoot each other, kill each other. As somebody said earlier, go in and come out. And they're out and they're repeat offenders. But I bet you in Tucson where a firefighter was shot. Yeah. In the head, wasn't he? I don't and, know. And no. then where police are shot, like you say, at the ballpark where they're shot, all hell breaks loose. They're not going to be out in, in a day or two. Yeah, I bet. The turnstile uh, is going to stop for them. Yeah, me and me. Yeah, because. Needs to stop for all of us. Uh, yeah, be, well, I, which, and I'm interpreting what you say. It depends on what zip code you right. commit the crime in. Right. If you commit the zip code in a well-to-do, rich, yada, yada, yes. yada zip code, yeah. oh, we're going to come down on your ass. Or shoot but, a firefighter uh, yeah. or a policeman. Yeah. You but, ain't swinging in and out. Let's go to uh, Ru- uh No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Rudy from Georgia. Go ahead, hi. Morning, Joe. Um, this is a multi-layered um, subject, um, and I would even throw this one out there, businesses. And, and and I would even ask this question: Who's benefiting? Um, a lot of this, in my mind, some of these things can be stopped if you pay people decent wages in their community. So this is a multi-layer uh, 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 situation um, that I, I really feel that if you if you if you really start investing in the in the people in the community and start paying them decent wages then you will have somewhat of an influence on, on, on the behavior of the kids because when the, when the parents start making more money, they put them in better schools. I would like to think that they put them in better schools and they're putting everyone in a better situation. So I threw a lot of this at, the, at, at businesses. John from Maryland. Hey, Madison, how you doing this morning? So, well, so what I believe you what you have here is a generational transference in relation to gun death in these urban areas. And what I mean by that, we have grandparents that have kids that died as a result of gun death. We have parents that that have discussions about kids, their kids or someone that they loved died as a result of gun death. Now we have teenagers. They have friends that died as a result of gun death. And this shit never stops. So what what I what I have always proposed is that we need to test for post traumatic stress disorder in these families because these folks they have dark hearts because all they know is death. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's transference when your whole conversation every day is about death. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. No one should have to live. Yeah, yeah, just open discussions about who died. Right. Yeah, we need post-traumatic stress disorder counselors in these communities ASAP, locking them up. Because if you sit, if you sit these prisoners down, and you have a conversation with them, they're going to tell you, "Hey, this person died. That person died. My uncle died. My father mm-hmm. died. Right. You know, brother, it, it's crazy. Cousin, yeah, it never exactly. Does stop." Some people, I guarantee you, some of your listeners don't know not one person that died as a result as a result of gun death. So they're not talking transference to gun death. You know, 
that's the problem. I, I grew up in. Well, no, I, I know. Hold I on a second. Like hold on. Slow down. Slow down. Uh, I know this audience, and trust me. If if I cleared the lines right now, uh, John, and said I only want to hear from people that know somebody who is, you know, uh, impacted by gun violence or death, the lines would stay lit for four hours. So you know, I mean, this is why you're you and and if and and by the way, it's impacting our community, and and so that so I, I that's why I'm slowing you down, um, because because you're you're and maybe this needs to be <clears throat> brought into the schools. Um, as a matter of fact, not maybe. I think you're going to have to have these types of counselors in the school. Um, there's and and it and it impacts young ages. I look. I I can tell you, and I'm not talking about gun violence, but I remember being five, six years old, and having a schoolmate die and I can still remember it and this was and this was due to medical reason not any gun violence you're 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 absolutely 100% right and the caller before you was right neighborhoods where there is meaningful employment and employment opportunity tend to uh, not have the degree of violence. And we've said this over and over and over. There is a relationship between poverty and, and, and violence. But, you know, try to convince some of these anti-folk uh, who, you know, just, they don't care and they don't want to care. That's the other thing. Uh, who is this? EVS? Eves? Evs from New York City. Uh, go ahead, and then I'll take a, a pause here at the 20 after break. It's 23 after, yeah, by Joe. the way. Yes, yeah, Joe, uh, can you Can you hear me, Joe? Yes, sir. Joe, you got the best show in the universe, okay? The best show in the universe. There's nothing else like yours. Nothing, nothing, nothing. But to the point, Joe, you got 35,000 FBI agents sitting around on taxpayers' money, okay? We have, we have Christopher Ray, who is the head of the FBI. You have Chuck Schumer. You have Jim Clyburn, Amy Klobuchar. You got Mary Garland, DOJ. All of the governors in the 50 states. Now, let me, now, now let, me, let, me, let me stop you. Let me just freaking stop you right now. And I'll tell you why. My third ear went up. You know what you just did? Every politician you, you said was a Democrat. Every last one of them. And you didn't mention Trump. You didn't mention Barr. You know, every last one of them. And so, therefore, I remain suspicious of your motive. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I just want, I just want you to know, you rattled them up. Oh, you just went. So, you know, once again, Let's start with the premise. 
of, a, of, a, of, of, of what William Clay Sr. said once. You start with the premise that in politics, you don't have any permanent friends or permanent enemies. So when you come on somebody's show, make sure you kind of, you, can you be a, a little bit more bipartisan? Uh, Lindsey Graham. Hey, well, good. Now, yeah, now that I've jumped your ass. <laughs> Not a problem, sir. Not a problem. Lindsey Graham, you got, you got Raphael Cruz. You Raphael. got him. Look, brother, and, and look, brother, brother. Hey, hey, you don't have to call the roll, but go, go ahead to your point. Yes, your point okay, my is. Point, my, my point is, Joe, they could break up. They are, they are 35,000 of them sitting in the FBI with taxpayers' money. They could break them up in all the communities the same way how they, how they know the four or five states that has not been vaccinated, break them up in the, into these communities from Chicago on down, place the FBI from uh, every governor, from district attorneys, national guards, you see what I'm saying? Break them all out into these communities the same way how they fight the vaccine right now. We have, a, we have a major vaccine epidemic right now, which is shooting every single day. Once they break them up, and also Merrick Garland, the break DOJ. Break them up. Whoa, wait, 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 a, wait, wait a minute. Break them up. First of all, who is they? Well, I'm talking about the FBL with 35,000. Take 10,000 from there and put it in, in the community where the shootings are. That will stop. National okay, Guard, all right, okay, all right, I got you. Okay. Governor, yeah. Governor, all of them break them up right now because the same way they know five states right now where the vaccine are unvaccinated. I we don't want to get vaccine. into the vaccine. God, man, if you don't, you, you, you're sitting here mixing. Let, let's deal, break, break up these FBI people who are sitting around, in your opinion, and, and, and you're saying, and, and place them in hot spots. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes sir. Put them in okay. hot spots. This will end in a week. In a week, this all shut no, down. It wouldn't end. No, it not No, yeah, now, okay. Now, now, like, look, it wouldn't end in a first. Look, with all due respect, it, you, they wouldn't end in a week. Come on. I mean, I appreciate you. Let's take a break. I'm seven minutes over here on CSXM Urban View. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app. 